Welcome to Project BGR, craft beer and conversation. And did we mention craft beer? The beer guys Tim Dennis and Aaron Williams talk to the makers and creators from the craft beer world and beyond. Now, time for Project BGR with your hosts, Tim and Aaron. And welcome to Project BGR. I'm Aaron Williams. And I'm Tim Dennis. If you don't know, we host a radio show based out of Atlanta, Beer Guys Radio, and we cover the craft beer scene throughout the Southeast, but we also love to talk with beer people from around the country. Definitely. And we went on a working, quote-unquote, vacation to the Great American Beer Festival in Denver, and that was in October 2016. And while we were there, we talked to one of the more buzzworthy breweries in the country from a pretty small town. That's right. It's a town I'm familiar with. So I actually used to live there. Aaron. That's right. So way back in the 80s. Oh, my goodness. I remember those. So yes. Auburn, New York. It's a little town in kind of central upstate New York, and it's the home to Prison City Brewing. Yeah, and they broke out in 2016 after their American IPA was named the best in a blind taste by Paste Magazine. We talked to brewmaster Ben Maeso. Let's listen in. We're here in uh, Denver, Colorado for Great American Beer Fest. So how, how's the fest been going for you? Oh, it's been wonderful. Um, we've... I don't think we brought enough beer. We've run out of beer uh, pretty much yeah. about an hour and a half, two hours into each session. Yeah. So people are really digging the variety we have. We have some unique beers, so Very cool. uh, it's a lot of fun pouring them. Awesome. What's your craft beer story? How'd you get into it, and how'd you end up here? Well, uh, like a lot of people, I guess, um, somewhere around 2007, I started homebrewing, but I became extremely obsessed with it. Uh, my friends all said, oh, this is great beer, like every other, you know, you should open a brewery. I didn't believe them. I thought, you know... Uh, so I went out and I pretty much got as much objective feedback as possible. I entered competitions. So I was really big in the competition you know, scene. I was entered all over New York State. I got New York State Home Brewer of the Year in 2011. I got my BJCP certification a couple years after that. And I made sure I was still brewing at least twice a week. Um, and then, you know, at that point, I was like, well, I'm spending all my spare time brewing. I may as well make it a profession. So I uh, did a couple internships in Rochester, uh, a couple guys in Buffalo as well, bounced around breweries and uh, thought, you know, I could probably do this professionally. It's not that, you know, the jump was pretty difficult, but, you know, I'd like to think of a, a pretty quick study. So I picked it up and, you know. Very cool. Yeah. Awesome. The rest is history, I guess. Yeah. So now you're an upstate New York guy, right? Or for the most right, part? Right. Yeah. yeah, I was born in Puerto Rico and, uh, you know, moved to the States when I was a teenager. So your first beer was Jenny Cream Ale then, right? Uh, not really. Okay, cool. No, no, all right. no, no we, we, we have much yeah, to offer Jenny Cream. I guarantee yeah. you've had some Jenny Cream. That's right. Oh, absolutely, right. I have. Right. Absolutely, right. it's yeah. So it's my preferred uh, uh, lawnmower beer for sure. That's yeah. it. That's um, it. Yes, yeah, Sierra Nevada was actually my gateway beer, and then Flower Power from Ithaca. Okay, that's that's a good beer. That's beer. I remember yeah. drinking that beer and just the, the nose, especially the old version. The nose is just really popped, and uh, you know, it was my first experience with hops. Like. Right. Oh, yeah. that's what hops are supposed to taste like. It's pretty incredible. So, You yeah, know, right. talking to Sierra Nevada, I know a lot of brewers, when you talk to them, you say, a question I've heard, what beer is in your fridge? And that's Sierra Nevada Pale, man. That's just, a, you know, such a classic yep. example of the beer and that. So it's it's just, it's trustworthy. Yeah. You know yeah. what you're getting there. Yeah. Classic flavor of that. So, yeah, always consistent. Yep. Yeah. Now, Prison City, you guys are a, a younger brewery, right? A couple yep. years old. Just, yep. The, uh, so we opened in 2014 in December. The brewery really didn't start to get going until, you know, January, February of 2015. So we're approaching two years. Okay. All yeah. right, and now, you, but you've got an expansion plan soon, right? Going to a production. Brewery? We do. We had a grant that kind of fell through that we were, you know, putting all our chips in, but um, you know, the city's still behind us to open a brewery. Uh, we bring in a lot of people on, on the weekends uh, from out of town. You know, there's okay. not a ton of reasons to come to Auburn unless you want to go to prison. Um, <laughs> yeah, let's get the Finger Lakes region. There's and, a lot of wineries. Yeah, there. yeah, yeah, and, you know, yeah. And, and the we sort of slowly 
there wasn't much of a craft beer scene there, so we slowly built it up. Um, and now, you know, bars are calling us from all over the state, um, wanting our beer. Uh, I think it's also because we do a lot of really interesting and unique yeah. stuff. We actually started out of the gate with sour beers, uh, okay. which, which in central western New York, that really wasn't, mm-hmm. nobody was really doing too many sour beers at the time. And of course, 2016, they really blew up. So after the grant fell through, we're, we're looking for spots uh, around our We looked at, I think, about five or six locations. So it's just a matter of finding the right spot, the right fit. Um, we want people to be able to go to the brew pub and, and, and you know, have dinner, have a flight, and then hopefully go down to the expansion and pick up a you know, case of cans to take home. So I lived in Auburn uh, back in the, the, the late 80s. There's actually, not far from you guys, there's a max security prison in, in the yep. middle of the city, right? Yep, yep. A couple blocks down from us. Uh, yeah. We were actually going to be called State Street Brewing, but I'm glad we switched the name yeah. uh, at the last minute to Prison City. Yeah, yeah, some maximum security prison. Cool. We don't get too many of the prison guards stopping by because yeah. they'll go over to Curly's and have PBRs and, there you, you know, go. Yeah. Uh, Coors Light and everything like well, that. That's, when I lived up there, that's something that, that I found interesting is it's no one really thinks about it. I mean, you know, it's not like people are like, oh, my gosh, there's a prison in the middle of town, you know, because you'll yeah. go there and you've got the prison and the huge prison walls on one side of the street. Yeah. You cross literally a two-lane road, and there's houses there. Yeah. You know, so yeah. It's, exactly. it's not like it's out there, but it's a, a beautiful area. I mean, we were uh, actually looking to hopefully get a place, there's maybe some land closer to the prison wall, that huge yeah. wall, because that'd be amazing for the expansion. Uh-huh. Uh, still working on it. We'll see. You mentioned it, it wasn't really much for craft beer, but now you're drawing people in for that. Uh, how is that area for craft beer now? Is it- yeah, we, um, so, like I said, late... 2014, early 2015, um, we opened uh, the Good Shepherd Brewing Company, small brewery right down the road, opened uh, a couple months before us. And then there's a really great craft beer store uh, about a five-minute walk away from us uh, called the Thirsty Pug and Armor. So, and, and they opened a little bit before we did. So everything kind of hit at the same time. And it took a while to, to get the locals to, to, to jump on the wagon, especially when I was you know giving them sour beers and, right. and they had never had one up to that well, point. Well, this is sort of an education um, process. You're not in a craft yeah. beer town. You've got to... Yep teach them that there's more to beer than just BMC. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. absolutely education and how the beer's presented. You know, that's where that kind of falls on the bar and the wait staff to really, you know, up their game because, you know, we do get some uh, craft beer geeks, some serious geeks come in and throw out questions out there yeah. like, what bacteria do you use in this sour? And they're like, I don't know. <laughs> right. um, Let me get the brewer. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. there's bacteria. I'm sorry. Yeah. We didn't mean yeah. to. So, yeah. yeah. So, kind of, especially with sour beers, it's tough to ease them into it, but, uh, you know, eventually those that had it like oh kind of you know they're, they don't know what to think and then next week they come back in and they're like do you guys have any more of that apricot yeah. sour beer that was yeah. actually really refreshing well well it's funny you know, because we started this, this show about uh, about a year ago and i was never a sour guy yeah you know i i just rejected them but now yeah i will ask for them now it takes a little bit of time to kind of get your palate yeah. adjusted to it but once you do yeah it opens up a brand new world and there's a huge there's stuff. a huge range as well i mean sour yeah. beers it's, it's all in my opinion it's all the level of acidity that's that's how, you know, some of them are just, you know, uh, strip, strip teeth, your yeah. enamel off of your teeth. And some are very, very subtle and people want a little more. Yeah. And that's the hardest thing. And we don't do kettle sours at Prison City. We do all mixed culture. So it's harder to dial in the kind of acidity you want. Because right. with, with kettle sour and you, you know, throw in the lacto and boil it and once you get to the proper pH. But, you know, we do it the harder way. And I like doing it mixed culture because I think we get a little more complexity out of yeah. it. But Yeah, speaking um, of, like, those kettle sours, you know, the Gozes and Berliners, yeah. I've seen uh, out on the East Coast we've got uh, Westbrook does mm-hmm. a Goza. And it's That's super a real punchy sli- one. Yeah. I was going to say super salty and super yeah. sour. And yep. we noticed something that for a lot of people out there, that was their first introduction to that style. Yeah. And so now we've got some other breweries that are making what I consider more uh, traditional mm-hmm. style. 
and people are like, oh, it's not, it's not sour enough, it's not salty enough, you know, because yeah. they, they have that initial kick, and that's what they think a goza is, you know. Yeah, that's all due respect is, to Westbrook, so. that's certainly not a tradition. No, not at all, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. So. If you're listening to Project BGR, it's time for us to take a quick break, but we'll be back with more from Ben Maeso from Prison City Brewing right after this. Hey, this is Aaron. I want to thank you so much for listening to the Beer Guys Radio Show. We've got some really awesome things that are coming soon that will help us engage with you some more. We're not going to lie to you, though. It takes time, effort, and money to produce this show every week. So if you'd like to be part of the Beer Guys family, we would love your help. Head to patreon.com slash beerguys to become a sponsor. We're not going to beg. Okay, maybe just a little bit. But hey, we've got some great swag for those who become a sponsor, and you'll be among the first to know about the great things that are coming to the Beer Guys universe. Again, that's patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash beerguys, or you can go to beerguysradio.com and click the sponsor link. We thank you for your support, and cheers. And welcome back to Project BGR. Let's listen into the rest of our interview with Prison City's Ben Maeso. You recently won uh, some honors from an uh, online magazine, Paste Magazine. Correct. That's pretty well known. And Paste tasted 247 different IPAs. Mm-hmm. And that's, uh, I, I mentioned to you earlier, Paste is actually the owner, lives in Atlanta. Yeah. Owns a craft brewery there. And, and I know pretty well the process they go through there. They're very rigorous. They get some yeah. really good guys in there to taste through separate flights. They, you know, for something that... Tasting beer, you'd think tasting 247 of the best IPAs would be a dream, but it's a lot of work they put yeah, into yeah, it. Yep. And after all that was said and done, you guys came out with the number one IPA in the country from them and beat out some real heavy hitters that you usually see in a lot of a list. So how's yep. how's that been for you? What are, unbelievable, what are you from unbelievable. Uh, and like you know, I was telling you guys earlier, uh, we, we were fortunate enough to get a medal last year at JBF, mm-hmm. and winning that was great and you know, garnered a lot of attention from that. When we got the number one IPA, it was like what we got from JBF times maybe 20 or 30 yeah. in terms of the response from people. And very next day, people are calling from all over, phones ringing off the hook, um, people driving from all over New York. We didn't have the beer on. That's the funny thing about the Mass Riot. That was a one-off beer. You know, I, yeah. I Generally, I like brewing West Coast styles traditionally. And I decided to have fun and uh, you know emulate the guys in Vermont and Massachusetts that are doing it. Okay. Uh, and... You know, we won, and I said, "Oh, well, I gotta get ready to make that beer again." You know, yeah. it's a specific yeast, it's specific hops, and it's, um, so people, some people got frustrated. Most people understood, uh-huh. and uh, and it was incredible when we finally released it about a month later. Uh, the whole batch was gone in five hours. Okay, so wow. yeah. yeah, we had a line out the door. You know, mm-hmm. and I've been a craft beer eating my whole life. It's 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 nuts showing up to work, and you and there's a hundred people Waiting standing outside. Beer, right? in, yeah, in Auburn, New York, it was it was just wild. That's got to be a great feeling, though. That's just yeah. It's, 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 oh, it's that, yeah, it's audience, it's yeah. absolutely wonderful. You know, it's I was actually kind of like, really, that beer got number one out of, out of yeah. you know the guys like Treehouse Chilium. Those are the you know because it's the Massachusetts uh, style beer. That's why it's called yeah. Mass Riot. Um, IPA, and that's I was exactly trying to go for Trillium Treehouse, mm-hmm. and when going down that list, I was like, "Oh boy, where are we?" I kept scrolling. I was like, "There's Julius. There's uh, yeah. yeah." And then I saw our beer, and I, you know, like, almost, oh almost, yeah, uh, yeah. And, yeah. and that's the great thing about a blind taste is that you know you'd, yeah. you'd expect a Trillium yeah. Treehouse, mm-hmm. one of those classics, to to be there just because of the name, but right, you know, to put yourself in that, yeah category in that in that kind of pantheon, yeah. I mean, that's a and that's they're awesome. you know and they're. 
they're not, they're not going by uh, the the style guidelines like BJCP mm-hmm. exactly. style gu- guidelines, GABF. They go by strict uh, guidelines. So New England style doesn't necessarily fall into that right. uh, into those guidelines that they use. So the blind tasting is great because that's all essentially it's a best of show type of scenario, it's more of a sensory feel, yeah, all, yeah. all personal preference and, and whatnot. So you know, it's really just amazing. You know, coming yeah. out. Uh, Talking about a beer getting that that much exposure mm-hmm. in that, and we've been talking about kind of the beer culture in a city and beer tourism and that. It's yeah. the old, the rising, uh, you know, what is it, the rising tide that raises all, boats, all, yeah. all ships of that. So yeah. in the right environment, that can be good for the, the craft beer community as a whole. Oh, you yeah. Know, really boost up uh, beer tourism. And yeah, community. exactly. That's what we really want is more breweries to open up in, uh, in uh, Cayuga County and in the surrounding counties and really bring, you know, make it a craft beer destination like, like Vermont or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that's exactly what we're hoping for, to bring people, you know, kind of travel for beer. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and of course, uh, the Finger Lakes region of New York, as people don't know, that's a big destination for a lot of wineries. Yeah. There are a ton of wineries, wineries out yeah, there. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I've got a couple of college classmates who run one. Yeah. But uh, it's, it's, you know, and, and so to kind of make that also as a, as a beer destination, right? It's pretty cool because you can kind of combine the two of them. Yeah, really. yeah. yeah. You know, the wife likes wine, uh, husband likes beer. You there can, you go. Uh, going to pop gotta in. Go. Yeah, we're getting we're getting some breweries starting to pop up on, on Seneca Lake. So, do you use any of the wine barrels uh, for your beer? You done it's, any of it's that been, yet? It's been kind of hit or miss because uh, you know when you tell wineries that you're going to put a, a beer with a Britannomyces in it, yeah. They're like, oh, okay, we don't want to kind of cross-promote. Like, don't tell them where you got the wine. Uh, okay, yeah. yeah. But space is the biggest issue for us right now. Uh, ultimately, as a brewer, you know, I would love to focus more on, you know, American-style lambics, uh, mixed-culture fermentation. You know, of course, we're still going to do the IPAs and fun stuff like that, but that's really where my uh, where my passion is because, you know, you really don't know. I love being challenged as a brewer, and, mm-hmm. you know, you kind of just – yeah, those sour times can be channel challenge yeah, because yeah, yep. you don't know what's going to come out of there exactly. six months a year from now. Yeah. yeah. Well, speaking of space, you guys are brew pub. You, I think I saw four hundred barrels last year or something like that. Yeah, a little, little under that, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's uh, now your your new brewery production. I uh, targeting about nine thousand barrels production out of that. Whoa, uh, I think <laughs> it was. What? Sounds I, like I scared him with that. I, I, yeah, yeah, exactly. What? Maybe I, I was, maybe I got that wrong. Yeah, yeah. No, I, we were. Kind of, we're thinking of topping out at seven thousand. Know, okay. In, in terms right. of what we want to do, we really don't want to grow too big too fast. Um, we kind of want to. We, we, we kind of the you know again. Try, you know, I hate to bring up Treehouse Trillium so much, but people drive ridiculous. Yeah. Hill Farmstead, ridiculous amounts to or ridiculous distances to go get you know small amount of beer. Like Treehouse, mm-hmm. sometimes all you get is a six pack. Um, so we want to bring people to Auburn. And you know, have can releases and stuff like that. Absolutely, we don't. We don't look. We're not looking to be in every bar, and every every Wegman's. You know what I mean? That's now, will you be involved with the new production brewery as well? Or? Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. Yep. Awesome. Yep. So we kind of bounce around. Uh, assistant brewer Rob uh, just just you know finally hired an assistant after about a year. Uh, kind of teaching him the ropes, and, and he's going to be helping out a lot. And then, of course, when we uh, get the new facility up and running, we're going to have, have to hire some more help. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm really excited to get that going. You know, that's great to also, I mean, you're talking jobs in, in a yep. place where yep. jobs are sometimes hard to come by. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, a place like upstate yeah, New York. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So we probably, you know, look to hire 20 or so people for the brewery. Still not 100% sure uh, what, what, what kind of, you know, tasting room we're going to have mm-hmm. attached to the production brewery, but... You know. Yeah, because I did see you're not planning on the the restaurant full full bar at the new facility, right? Maybe just a no, no, yeah, maybe some area. some food. Yeah, but we really want people to visit both destinations. You know, go to uh, the brew pub first, 
eat and then, like I said before, go down and uh, get something to take home. Buy, yeah, yeah, buy yeah. buy some beer to take home at the at the production beer. That's why it's important yeah. to find a, a location that's close by to the brew pub. Yeah, um, we're still working on that. Yeah, awesome. So what's uh, what's next? I know you got uh, the expansion of that. What's yeah? Back? We, uh, we just got uh, two two more fermenters in. Um, we just got a new glycol system, which. The one we started with, of course, you know, startup brewery or shoestring budget, um, wasn't that great. I wasn't able to do loggers, so because I couldn't crash several tanks down to the temperature I wanted, just couldn't handle it. So, uh, pilsners are one of my favorite styles. You know, Bohemian and German pilsners. I can't wait to start brewing those in our system. Um, again, we may potentially get some space in the building that we're currently in open up, and if that happens, we're going to have a. Our little sour program. Okay. Um, so we're going to get a bunch of wine barrels and, yeah. and finally move that uh, part of Prison City forward. But, uh, yeah, just keep on doing what I'm doing, I guess. Uh, now, talk about the pilsners now. We talk, it seems like every brewer we talk to, there's a passion for those styles there, you know. And that's, brewer's uh, beer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's absolutely a brewer's beer. I mean, I think brewers can respect how difficult it is to make that style. Sure. Um, very, you know, can't hide any flaws in it, of course. And it's just a very good representation of the malt and the yeast. Um, I'm sorry, the malt and the hops. Uh, yeah, I mean, very easy to drink. I think a lot of brewers generally like to stay within a 5% range when it comes to beers. But, uh, yeah. You can't really do your job if you guys are drinking 13, 14 yeah, all day yeah. long. Right? Awesome. That could be yeah. a, kind of a mess. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. So. Well, like, you know, myself as a brewer, I, I prefer to brew within the 5 to 7%. I mean, most of our sours are around 3 to 4%. Sure. Okay. Uh, nice and easy. I actually haven't brewed a double IPA yet at Princeton City. Nice. So only singles uh, under 7%. So Very awesome. Cool. Fun. Ben, cheers. Thank you so much. Cheers. Thank you, guys. Absolutely. Thanks for listening to Project BGR. And, of course, special thanks to Ben for taking the time out of his busy schedule to talk to us. Remember, Project BGR is available at iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcast. So subscribe and leave a rating because it really helps. Plus, tune in to Beer Guys Radio every Saturday for all the news you need to know about the craft beer movement in the Southeast. We podcast that show, too, and we're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just search for Beer Guys Radio. Cheers, and we'll talk to you next time.